Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club, no contracts, and save 30% off joining fees. All right, it is 11-13. Coach, welcome. Game week. How are you? I'm jacked. You are. You're jacked I'm up. I'm jacked about football. I mean, okay. it's freaking here. We've been talking about it. We went through the dead part of summer. Football's here. You're ready to sweep a leg. Let's go. Ready to do something. All right, what game are you most excited about this week? Uh, I mean, you know, I want to watch Arkansas, of course, but the Colorado-TCU game. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm just, you know, TCU what coming off think? last year, that great run, but losing a bunch, of, losing their, their stud. You know, right. that quarterback was the key to everything. Lost a running back, lost receiver, but the Dion thing, and I like that Vegas came out and predicted uh, TCU by 20. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to see what happens if, if they do lose big in Dion's first game and how he reacts. Because, you know, Joe and I were talking off the air. He ran off everybody. Brought in his own guys. So right. he can't say those aren't my guys. Those are his guys. So anxious to see how that plays out. You can play the we played against the team that was in the playoff last year card, I suppose. Yeah. You can, but you look and half that team's not there anymore. That's Sonny, true. D- Sonny Dykes, I mean, their main guys, their two best receivers are gone. Their running back's gone. Their quarterback's gone. And Sonny Dykes is a good football coach, though. Really good football coach. Hmm. So do you like TCU to take care of their business? I don't know if I do, but I hope they take care of their business. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a there are definitely people because he is so cocky, confident and out there, there are people rooting against Colorado, which look, I think Colorado with all due respect to Dion and the history and I like the Buffalo and they've won a national title, but that is not an easy gig. I, you know, it's not an easy gig. He stepped into a tough spot. There's no question. And uh, but Are you surprised he, he took that instead of waiting? No, no. He's been wanting a Power 5 job. That's why he took got back in. That's and, and then with his, you know, they had a bunch of five stars where he was at, you know, in the FCS. I mean, they were going to win with, with talent there. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I thought it was weird the way the last game ended. You know, they were, they were in it, and they, they got killed pretty much. And had no business getting killed in that game with the talent they have and stuff like that. Now, I'll be honest, I'm slightly biased against Dion. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I've coached one in the All-Star game in Orlando, the Under Armour game, where he was the head coach. And so I was in all the meetings and, and after game and stuff like that. And, and I don't think he's a bad guy. I'm just not a fan. He rubs people all. the wrong way. Yeah, I, I've yeah. always liked Dion. I've always respected Dion, But... Some of the stuff he's done since he's gotten to Colorado, especially, has rubbed me the wrong way too. And I've always been a fan of his. Yeah, and I'm I've did a TV appearance. I've done a TV appearance with him and got to talk to him off the air. And I've done and I've never been never just never been a fan. Okay, you know, spent a week with him and never been a fan. I think there will be a lot of people rooting against Colorado because of his presence, and there will be a lot of people who are big Dion fans will be rooting for him. Too. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. And and I've got some. I've I've got a couple kids that played for me that that are at Colorado, not playing, but just you know at the university, and they're all excited. So I mean. Everybody there is bought into the hype and stuff like that, but but uh, I hope it's a I hope it's overhyped. And Arkansas had a guy transfer to Colorado, right, Christian? One or two guys? Yeah, Miles Slusher, right? Slusher, oh, that's right. Did he go there. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good get for him. Well, we'll see. Uh, what do you think about LSU Florida State? I think I, I think LSU starts the season off hopefully showing what they can do. 
I, just because they're in the SEC, I always want them to win. Right. So but. then if Arkansas beats them, that looks that much better. Florida State's supposed to be really good this year. Uh, I'm not a big Norvell fan, never have been. Almost got in a fight with him one time. So, okay. There you go. <laughs> so, well, oh, you're going to have to follow up with that. That's a long time ago. He was coaching at Tulsa under Gus. We, took, we went team camp up there. And they wanted us to go out there and warm up for an hour before team camp. And we don't warm up for an hour before a real game. We're totally not going to do it for team camp. He gets on me. Gets in my face. Why would he care about how long your team warmed up? He was young and trying to figure, you know, I mean, he was trying to show some power as a college receivers coach or whatever over a bunch of high school coaches. And there were some big time high schools there. And we were up there and, and he uh, he he was he was frustrated because we didn't get up at the at the morning bell when they rang up. I told our guys we're going to sleep in an extra forty five minutes because we don't need an hour to get ready. And he jumped my butt pretty hard without even asking any questions. I mean, it was just like, hey, what the heck do you think you're doing? Not getting up and getting out on the field an hour before time like everybody else. I'm like, well, number one, we didn't. Nobody told us we had to. And number two, we don't warm up an hour. We warm up like fifteen minutes. I think you're going to get tired. It's hot out here. You know, it's July. And he didn't like that, and we kind of got face-to-face a little bit. And, you know, and no, you know how you do the nose-to-nose thing? No, I don't. You've never done the nose-to-nose Coach, where one like, of you I've only got mad at three guys that are my height in my entire life. So, no, it's not very yeah, common for nose me. Nose to chest. So, I, I, I can't say Nose that. the knee and Joe's I won't nose. Say, I won't say that determines who he is as a person. It right. doesn't. He was young then. Yeah, he's but I do, a long I do time say ago. in the back of my mind, I've not, I've not completely forgotten that. Let me say this, and this, this just occurred to me in thinking about that particular game. The SEC quarterback crop might be as weak as we've ever seen it, as far as the depth goes. But, I mean, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. Maybe Spencer Rattler lives up to the original hype we saw from him. Right. You know, maybe this guy, maybe the guy from Alabama or Georgia rises and they're like, oh, the Heisman candidate yeah. by the time the end of the season's over. And we know about KJ, obviously, and, and Daniels. So the question becomes nationally, though, or not really a question, a statement. Nationally, it's a pretty good quarterback group. I mean, you got, I'm just thinking about oh, yeah. Florida State. I'm thinking about Cam Rising if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got the defending Heisman Trophy winner out of USC. Nationally, you got a lot of good guys playing quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that always leads into the season and brings even a little bit more hype. Because what do we always talk about? We're talking about quarter- they're talking about quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are rookies. They're talking about C.J. Stroud, and they're talking about you know the, the guy, the, the Bama kid that went to Carolina. Right. That's the hype. Everybody, because because nowadays with the passing offenses, the the teams go as the quarterbacks go. That's just it. Unless you're Bama, who's got an overwhelming defense all the time, or every once in a while Oklahoma that used to have one. Now they don't really seem to have one anymore. But uh, that's that's where the hype goes and stuff. But I love the SEC quarterback. It's gonna be fun to watch the guys this year. You know, there's been times in the past when I haven't wanted to, but think about Tennessee with their offense. I don't care who they play at quarterback. I want to watch him and see how right. he, see how he functions. Is 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 it a product of the system like like we saw last year possibly? Or when you replace a guy, is it is 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 does the offense morph into his way, or does he fail and you see it is the quarterback and not the system? Let me ask you that because I've had that debate before, and I think it was maybe Coach Conk we debated this one time, and he kind of shot me down. He doesn't believe in that. I mean, he says basically you recruit guys that fit your system. Do you think you can plug? I mean, we just saw PA plug a safety in a quarterback and do just fine last week against Robinson. Do you think you can plug? Just about any reasonably good athlete into the quarterback role and find a way to make it work. And what you've done, I think you can take some some coaches, a very small number, that can plug anybody in. Not anybody, but they'll they'll coach the kid up, pick, look for character and qualities. They can a few of them can plug anybody in and make it work. Now that doesn't mean that anybody could do it by any by any figment of the imagination. As a matter of fact, I mean at PA, in the last fifteen years I was head coaching, nobody ever threw for under four thousand yards. That's a little bit of a product of the system, but 
a good coach finds out what is this kid's strength. They've all got different strengths. Maybe his is the short passing game with moving targets. Maybe he can only throw to stationary targets. Maybe it's the intermediate passing game for that kid. Doesn't have touch on a long ball. You find that and you morph your offense around him if you're a good one. Some people plug him into their system and they do okay, but not as well as they could if somebody else was there because they're willing to change their passing game a little bit around them. And not everybody's willing to do that. Some guys, like the old run-and-shoot guys, you plugged a guy in and you did not change what you did based on him at all. You Mm. just hope you recruited well. And uh, I think the ones that do adapt it a little bit, maybe not even possible to see from the naked eye, from the normal fan's perspective, but coaches can see the difference. And some guys will not change, and some guys, I think the 10% that do are the ones that can plug a guy in and make it work. And I'm anxious to see if Tennessee can do something like that. Uh, we're going to talk more about uh, the games this weekend, and maybe give me a list of your top quarterbacks after this weekend. Okay, in I'll the do country. that. By the way, on the last note, thinking about that, I hate to I hate to bring up Bobby Petrino, but why? Well, Bobby Petrino's a guy that plugged in a guy and morphed his system. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at what he did with yeah. you know uh, with different quarterbacks. Great point. He's a guy that does tweak it, but it's still his offense. You know, I mean, you still recognize coaches would look. Don't even know who's playing and go, that's a Bobby Petrino offense. Yeah, could you have different guys, I mean, more different guys than a Mallet or a Wilson versus Lamar Jackson? Yeah, and, and mean, he made and, them all And work. they all thrived. Yeah, yeah, they all thrived. Yeah. And even Mallet and Wilson were way different. Well, he did a hell of a job with his quarterback, you know, at, at, that he had at uh, Missouri State, too. So. Yeah, he did, and he did a great job when he was at Louisville with several of his quarterbacks yep. the first time through. Yep. I mean, he, you know, some guys are good at that. <clears throat> All right, 661-1037. If you want to win some tickets to the game this week, and we'll give away a pair for now, and then we can do some during birthday too. All right, so this is a historic date in baseball history. And, again, there's baseball has gone on so long, there's always something, right, historically. We're giving away two, two, tickets, two tickets. One right pair, now? one okay. pair. In 1966, on this day, Pete Rose hit home runs on both sides of the plate to lead Cincinnati to a 6-4 victory over St. Louis. Don't know if he wagered on the game. Uh, In 2020, for the first time in Major League history, all three starting outfielders from this team hit two home runs in the same game. Pittsburgh Pirates. No, Coach, the callers are going to guess. Royals. No. Rangers. (laughs) Okay. I started something. That's cool. Jacob gave up. If you want to guess, 661-661. 1037. <laughs> On this date, for the first time in Major League history, all three starting outfielders homered twice, twice. in the same game. You want some tickets. What was the date? Uh, did, did, say, did I say the year? Okay. Yeah. 2020. Oh, it wasn't Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Pittsburgh hasn't hit two home runs in the same game, period, uh, since like 2017. So Yankees. Will you quit? Tony. <laughs> Red Sox. Mariners. You guys are going to piss me off. Tony, what's up? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Braves. The Braves isn't correct. Good guess, though. Uh, six six one one zero three seven. Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Yes. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, it was the Cubs. It was the Cubs, Matthew. Oh, of course, we should have known. Yes, yeah. that makes all let you guys down. idiots. Emotional letdown. It's the first time it ever happened. It's pretty amazing. Blah, 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 Can you name me one of the outfielders? Blah, 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 blah. Did they win the game? Yeah, they won ten to one. Uh, what year was it? Ian, Ian Happ, right. Schwarber, right. and Jason Hayward. Yep, Dang, that's right. He yeah, very good. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's Matthew's good. Matthew's got him a pair of tickets. Another All right. I'm glad I know that. I'll give you know. Let's give away one more pair. Let's give away one more pair. If you guys blurt, I'm going to eject you all from the studio. Six six one one zero three seven. If you want to win another Promise. pair, <laughs> so I already got my chicken sandwich. I don't care if you leave. I'm or not going, going to because your arms are so big they scare me. If you leave or stay, it doesn't matter. Now, Joe, you already done your part. You made made a couple cute comments and you brought us chicken. Eleven twenty four. Let's do it. Six six one one zero three seven. Another question here. 
Um, this Major League Hall of Famer made his debut on this day. And I'm not going to tell you the year. He made his Major League debut, but I am going to tell you the team he played against. He made his Major League debut. By the way, he went in as a Hall of Famer at a 98% approval rate. So that is one of the got to be the best of all time. Or among, I don't know how many 100%ers there have been, not many. Um, but he did it against the New York Highlanders. Oh. There's your clue. No, Coach. Um, let me get uh, Brad in here. Brad, what is the uh, who's the Hall of Famer that made his Major League b- debut today against the New York Highlanders? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Guess. Like, what a guess. Sorry. Old player made his debut That's today. okay. Six six one one zero three seven. Maybe Mike's he's hanging on. Mike, are you still there? Hey, what's up, Justin? You want to guess the uh, trivia question? No, I'm not. I'm not even... Okay, hang on then. Um, <clears throat> welcome to the zone. What's your name? John. John. Who am I looking for? Big bad John. Welcome to the zone. What's your name? John. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio up, please. John. I like hearing myself. Hey, is it Ty Cobb? It is Ty Cobb. 1905. Thank you very much. Hang on the line there. Ty Cobb, 5 3 victory for the Tigers over the New York Highlanders. Got to say, I've never heard of the New York Highlanders no. before. No. I had not either. I Did you guess Ty Cobb? No. I Joe and I were guessing Yankees. back and forth. I thought Babe Ruth. That's I, had, who I, I, thought. Had a, I had a Mickey Mantle possibility. Those are all good. But they wouldn't be the Highlanders. Maybe. It, started again. Well, you don't know how many teams there were in New York then. Not when Mickey Mantle started. That was Oh, yes, Mickey Mantle. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Babe Ruth. I didn't think so. I said Sandy Koufax. I didn't think that was old. 1905, Ty Cobb debut, and 98% of the uh, vote in 1936. So there were... 2% morons? Well, the 2% people that probably had met, had met him were the <laughs> yeah, ones that didn't two, vote for him because apparently he was an a-hole. But. The, the two people that he beat the crap out of yeah, you know, they're not in a drunken stupor probably so yeah, we're not voting for him. Didn't Ty Cobb, um, wasn't he involved in the, the scandal? He was... The, the Black Sox scandal wasn't him? No, I don't even know. No, he no, played for the Tigers. No. Oh, I thought there was uh Didn't he have some kind of well, he was, sorted he was history? a notorious a-hole. A yes. He was, a he was a jerk, nut. but yeah. that's not that was it? Nothing illegal? Yeah, it's like, not illegal to be an a-hole, I'm sure. Ran, they said he was <clears throat> racist. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, not not to condone it, but I'm guessing in 1905 a lot of the ballplayers in the right, uh, leagues were. I'm, I'm just saying he... <clears throat> 98% though, that's pretty good. I would like to see what the highest... highest Mariano Rivera, the only one, 100%. 100%. Okay, well, that is a no-brainer. Wow. Okay, good. According to Paul in Lake Village. I'm quite sure Paul in Lake Village is accurate. I, I think so too. All right. He <clears> also <throat> uh, had spiked cleats, and he would slide into home with his uh, cleats. Cleats up, baby. Yeah. Listen, I think a lot that of would get that. out the way. That would move, um, B. Did Juan Tu win, by the way? That what? Would go under did Juan Tu win? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Wouldn't you say, Coach? Should Maybe just me. That would go, go under the definition of a-hole. They showed a uh, on Twitter the other day a guy going into second base to break up a double play, and he just put his shoulder down and tackled the shortstop. <laughs> and the shortstop just hopped up, held on the ball. What he level throw it. was this? This was like last year uh, I mean, in the Major 70s. League? Yeah. Oh, wow. Last yeah. year in the 70s. No, in the 70s. <laughs> and, and the shortstop just hops up like no big deal, nothing happened. Just got tackled. That's the good old days. Yeah. They knew it was take the guy out. I mean, that was take their job. Out. It was take him yeah. out if he's trying to turn a double play. Michael Felder coming up after the break. Sorry, Navy Mike. We uh, had to get our trivia answer. What's going on? Hey, Justin. Hey, uh, uh, Wes. Yes. What's up, coach? You know, uh, as far as KJ Jefferson, you know, and you were talking about his numbers, what what he could, you know, potentially do this year. To me, uh, you know, his number is going to drop as far as passing significantly for for one of for two reasons. 
And the lesser of the two reasons is going to be obviously because, you know, he's, there's unproven wide receivers, uh, unproven tight ends, and everybody wants to loud how highly touted these tight ends are. They well, haven't done anything on the field yet. But the most significant reason for that is going to be because the, the offensive line isn't going to be able to keep him clean enough to make good throws out of the pocket. Um, you know, because uh, you, you, you don't lose your best offensive lineman to the NFL draft in Ricky Stromberg and say that your offensive line is better than last year. Is that, that, I mean, that's just, that's just common sense, you know? I mean, you're not better. You're not. You're, you're not better as, as an O line with when you lose your best player. Nobody's saying they are. You know. Well, you can be better oh, well, as a. Well, no, well, wait well, a minute. Well, please, can you please, Navy Mike? You can lose one player off of a unit and still have a better unit the next year, right? No. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're the only one that thinks that way. You're the only person on earth that believes that. Well, anyways, that's all I got, and y'all think. Yeah, that. well, that was a dumb take. Also, try last again. year's wide receivers and tight ends were also unproven, and KJ had a pretty good season. Hazelwood, Landers. Yep. Yeah, they were unproven. He threw for 2,600 yards, 2,648. Significantly less, according to Navy Two. Mike, I wanted to ask, what is that, 2,000? He thinks he's going to throw for significantly less? Yeah, that's, that's what he said. That's dumb. He's not throwing I wasn't for listening for the first half of the call. I said less than last year. My, my ears didn't perk um, up until he said the last no, dumb thing. Did you say he's going to 3,000. I think he said less than 3,000. Well, he threw less, you, for th- less than 3,000 last no, year. No, but that doesn't mean he's going to throw for less than last year. Games. He, he, missed, could, he, he could throw for 2,900 this year, and he's throwing for more, less games, than 3,000, but more than last mm-hmm. year. I think he'll throw for 3,000. If, if he, he stays healthy, healthy he yeah. will. Yeah. 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 Well, everything about this team's offensive line. Yeah. That's, I mean, but, again, what they, they got their interior is dynamic, isn't it? The guard, the guard and – the yep. guards and Limmer the and Latham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. And you got a Florida transfer who's played. Wrong. He didn't play a lot last year. He played a couple years ago. Yep. Significant snaps. There's I mean, also nobody saying, it was like, oh, <clears> this <throat> offensive line is way better than last year. I don't I think that's been mentioned that. one time. No. But that's all, the biggest concern. But again, I don't that's know. Concern, yeah. The receiving mm-hmm. corps has lost, lost their best receiver from last year, too. That doesn't mean the unit can't be better than last year, does but it? No, but if you can no. run the ball and you can pass protect a little bit, the receiving core is going to be fine. Now, if you want to tell me that <laughs> Rocket Sanders isn't here next year and the running back room is not quite that? as good, I'll listen to that. I mean, you protect your, your guy. If you have time to throw and you can run the ball and they, they can't, they got to respect the run. If, 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 you're if, passing, your receivers are going to get open. Any quarterback in college football right now, if their line protects yeah. them and gives them four seconds <laughs> – and you can run the ball too. Yeah. yeah. Any yeah. anybody I mean, that's in that level will be able to. Receivers yeah, look they really good. They can throw. Yeah. But the big question is, can they do it? Yeah. That's... Are you going over under three thousand yards? Uh... Over because they'll be behind. Are you going over under six hundred? Whoa! I'll let that go. Okay. Over under six hundred <laughs> rushing yards for KJ Jefferson. Under. I think so too. That's the number at Oakland. I think that's a good bet. Uh, and I think that's I think that's good for Arkansas and KJ if it is under. Concur. Uh, Joe, thank you for coming thank in. You guys. Joe, Give this us- is a dedication from uh, Casey Kasem, Christian Weaver, to you and Dana on your anniversary. Casey Kasem. This song is called, Christian? Anniversary. Anniversary. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, they done it again, Joe, and so did you. Oh, yeah. Now you go on over there and you play this for Dana and get a little slow dance going in the kitchen. Listen, here's what I do with my wife, Dana, on my anniversary. I walk in and say, I got good news and bad news. All right, good news and bad news, honey. The bad news I'm, is you're still married to me. Bad news, I'm here. The good news is every other person <laughs> at your age would want this gift as their anniversary present. The bad news is it's me. <laughs> 
And you got me 365, baby. <laughs> she loves it. You're okay. an idiot. All she right. loves it. Listen. Time to go. <laughs> That's why I you See know, if that works for you tonight. I just yeah. realized why you don't like Dion. You guys have so much in common. <laughs> you cocky suckers. Come I'll get some what. barbecue for the game and Labor Day, man. We're cooking. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Even uh, Navy Mike, you're welcome to eat Corey's barbecue. It might smarten you up a little Mike, bit. Mike go over there and say, why? Be nice. You're nice to everybody. Coach.